Hello, good morning, and welcome to episode 137 of Life Song Radio. I'm Jimmy Hicks, along with Phil Ramsey. Good morning, my friend. How are you? Doing awesome. Happy Mother's Day to you. Well, thank you. I'm not a mother, but thank you. I mean, why are you wearing that dress? <laughs> That's just a big shirt. I'm a big dude. <laughs> what, about, what about the wig? Yeah, well, this is the radio. People can't see me. Now, anyway, uh, happy Mother's yeah. Day. Um, I, uh, um, what'd you get your mama? Well, uh, we won't talk about that right now. She might be listening. Uh, so It's going to be a surprise. Yeah, it's going to be a surprise. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm blessed. My mother, uh, some of you know, had uh, she's got cancer. It's in remission. It's her fifth year, and we were, I was actually talking to her yesterday. The kind of cancer that she has, on an average, they say, five years. You know, and she's in total remission. Uh, you know, doing doing life, and uh, so. But she loves the Lord. She knows she's just passing through, and and whenever it's her time, it's her time, and she can't wait to see Jesus. That's right. I don't know that she'd ever been at this point if she hadn't got cancer. I really don't. Mm. I think she knows that too. Yeah. So I'm very blessed. I got a wonderful mother. I got a wonderful mother-in-law also. And uh, just two great women in my life. Of course, I'm married to a, a wonderful wonderful mother i'm just very blessed yeah um uh you know my mother's been you know absolutely outstanding in my life just a rock to lean on so i do uh, appreciate her and 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 um my uh, my wife is such a uh, remarkable woman. I am blessed beyond measure yes. uh, with the wife and mother uh, that I have. Um, and uh, you know, my wife is hopefully today um, I can uh, I can you know show her the appreciation not only that our kids have but that I have for her because she she's had a pretty rough week mm-hmm. and uh, and so. Uh, She's definitely deserving of uh, attention and encouragement today, mm-hmm. as I think all mothers are. Yeah. So uh, I'll say before we move on, before we jump into to our study this week back in Hebrews, um, I'll say that uh, those of you out there, um, you know, we all have mothers. Um, and some of you, uh, some of your mothers aren't uh, aren't with you anymore. But if your mother is with you, uh, uh, make sure uh, that you uh, you do something today for her. Show her the appreciation that you have for. Her. And 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 let me say that um, and all the mothers in your life, your mother, your grandmother, if there's an aunt in your life, or just whatever the lady in your life has been uh, that motherly role and figure in your life. Um, because you know the the saying is, and, you, and you'll hear it. Uh, uh, people say that that kids spell um, love T I M E. Let me tell you something: mothers and and wives do too. So spend some time with your mother if you have the ability to today. Mine do M O N E Y. I'm sorry. You're right, Jimmy. I'm wrong. <laughs> That's funny. But let's uh, let's get back into our study. We're gonna jump into it. Last week, if we had to give last week a title i would say do not harden your hearts that's good and we were talking about uh really the text was talking about moses uh when they came out of egypt when he led 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 the israelites out of egypt and their wilderness experience yeah out into the wilderness experience god just he just did some miraculous things Mm -hmm. i'm talking miraculous and uh, so 
me and Jimmy were talking last week, how in the world did they not believe after seeing what God had done? Hmm. But still, after everything God had done, they exhibited unbelief. Yeah, and that's so amazing to me because they had, uh, they, they saw his works every day. I mean, they saw the, the works that he did. They heard him proclaim his law. They, they ate manna every morning, but they were still disobedient. It, it, it's ridiculous. I, I mean, I, I guess I say it's ridiculous. If I was in their position, I probably would have done the same exact thing. But on this side of it, it's how did you not know? How did you continue to show uh, uh, unbelief? Yeah, I, it's it's hard to understand. Yeah. Uh, led by fire at night and a cloud during the day and then having your food prepared for you every day uh but still they were constantly putting god to the test mm, that's exactly and, right and you don't you don't do that and they did and they they unbelieved and because they they uh did not believe fully in what god had said they were not permitted to go into rest and rest for them was Canaan. Mm-hmm. So they were prevented because of unbelief to enter in God's rest. And so what we're doing and what the writer's doing is parallel, paralleling the rest of that narrative to God's rest. And uh, what we're studying today is, is salvation. And so that's what we talked about uh, last week rest being being a big word we actually got up to verse 14 and let me just kind of pick up right there it says for we have become partakers of christ if we hold fast to the beginning of our assurance firm until the end and when you first read it jimmy uh let me read it again for we have become partakers of christ if uh-oh, if we hold fast the beginning of our assurance firm until the end. Sounds like we got to do something in order for it to remain. Is this what that verse is saying? Jim, I think you would agree with me. If we, if we truly believe the gospel, if we have committed our life to Jesus Christ at the end of the day, at the end of the year, at the end of our life, I believe my commitment and your commitment will still stand. So the greatest proof, I believe, of salvation is a continuance in the Christian life. Not that you don't waver, but you continue. So the Bible says, if you abide in my word, Jesus said, then you are truly disciples of mine. So if somebody departs from the gospel or backs away uh, from the faith, I would say they never had true mm. faith and never truly believed. It says they went out from us, but they were not really of us. For if they had been of us, they would have would have remained with us, but they went out in order that in order that it might be shown that they all are not of us. So staying with Jesus makes all the difference between possession and profession. How many people profess Christ, but yet just observing on the outside, there appears to be no actual possession? Yeah, I'll say this. I'll say uh, when we talk about this verse, uh, it appears to be 
like you said, a contradiction or maybe not a contradiction, but appears to be uh, that it's saying one thing that we know we believe something different. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And so uh, it's not saying here, though, if you if you begin to examine and look at what it says, it's not saying you become partakers of Christ if you hold fast to your assurance that you've had from the beginning. That's what I just read. Right. But it's not saying that because you hold fast, you then become partakers. It's saying that because you have become partakers, you will hold fast, meaning, mm-hmm. meaning that you won't a true, repentant, born-again, genuine believer will not harden his heart. Now, he'll have moments in his life. He'll have moments that he might, uh, seasons that he goes through. But um, a real, genuine, repentant believer doesn't become hardened in unbelief. Uh, so the true believer, I believe, uh, will will examine his life, will examine his heart to make sure that he's a genuine believer. And there's if there's no evidence of faith, then there's, like you said, there's, there's good reason to doubt that that you've ever been saved to begin with. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the fruit uh, of that, you will see fruit of that in your life, and you'll see that yeah, you might fall away. You'll go through a season where where you're not uh, you're not in the Word as much. You're not evangelizing maybe as much. You're not talking about uh, the Lord. You're getting wrapped up in your own personal life. That happens. But you know what? If you've really been born again, you won't stay there long. Mm-hmm. You won't be hardened in disbelief and unbelief belief and you know what I mean you yeah. won't fall away you might just you know drift away as yeah. we talked about yeah. before well those who persevere till the end will be saved yeah. but those that are are saved have been kept by his power yeah you know it's kind of a deep little deal but if this means that in order for salvation to to hold and, and you not to fall away out of salvation, then we have got to throw away a lot of the Bible. Let me give you some 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 evidences here. You know, um, New Testament teaches us that that everyone who believes uh, in Jesus will go to heaven because we've been saved by. Uh, and this is simple. This is simple. It's not it's not rocket science. If you believe in Christ, if you've been born again, then your belief is that. Uh, is uh, you believe in the atoning sacrifice of Jesus. So so your salvation is is in Christ alone. It's not Christ plus something. It's not Christ plus holding fast to the end. It's in Christ alone. You're saved by faith alone. Uh, you're saved by grace alone through faith alone, right? And so uh, that Bible teaches us that, that in Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, for by grace you've been saved through faith, not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no one may boast. So if you have to hold fast to something to the end, that's a work. Mm-hmm. That's a work. Um, also, Jesus made it clear that uh, that true born-again believers uh, have eternal life, and they will not perish. He says in John 10, my, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give eternal life to them, and they will never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and the Father are one. Mm. So that 
is not, I mean, Jesus himself even says something completely, totally opposite of what some believers have taken this text and some people have taken this text to say. Yeah, and some will say, well, James, uh, faith without works is dead. And that's exactly right. That's exactly that's, uh, right. And guess what? You are right. <laughs> You're right. A faith without works is a dead but faith. But the works don't generate faith. The no. faith is there. And if you've never, if you if you don't have a desire to work for Christ, then the faith is never was never uh, present to begin with. Yeah. But your work does not. Your work does not. Um, it's not the cause of. Doesn't cause your faith. That's the word I was looking for. Your your work doesn't generate faith. Yeah. If you if you are a believer, you will have you. It will play out in your life according to what the scripture says. If it doesn't, then you didn't believe. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of a way I can visualize that, Jimmy. If you were on a train track and I said, Jimmy, come off the track. A train is coming, and Jimmy says, "Yeah, I'll get off the track." But Jimmy never got off the track, and train and the train hit Jimmy. Well, Jimmy never really believed me because if he if he believed me, he would have came off the track. Mm-hmm. So evidence that you believe is you listen. When the shepherd calls to the sheep, they come. So that's the deal. See, see, the, the truth is the the truth is, and I think I won't I want to say it. I want folks to understand is is that um, God's going to glorify us just as He's justified us, and now He's sanctifying us, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, we can't mix uh, salvation is of the Lord and not man, and we can't mix those two up. We can't mix up. Uh, uh, um, Justification and sanctification; those are two separate doctrines. Right, absolutely. Let's go fifteen through nineteen. While it is said today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts, as when they provoke me. For who provoked him when they had heard? Indeed, did not all those who came out of Egypt led by Moses, and with whom? Was he angry for 40 years? Was it not with those who sinned, those bodies fell in the wilderness? And to whom did he swear that they should not enter his rest, but to those who were disobedient? And so we see that they were not able to enter because of unbelief. Yeah. So here, um, these verses, um, the writer, Hebrews is quoting Psalms 95, mm-hmm. Psalms 95, verses 7 to 8. So here, what we see, Phil, is, is this is a whole generation of people basically perished under the wrath of God because they wouldn't believe him. They didn't. They, 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 they saw these promises. They saw uh, God's uh, a work in their life, and they continued to hold to unbelief. And so these people, they, they, they came out of Egypt uh, by the hand of God, and they were the very ones who refused to believe him. So God's anger was against those who sinned, and uh, there was no excuse, absolutely no excuse, because, like I said, they saw they saw the miracles and the work of God in their lives, and they saw the hand of God delivered them out of Egypt, and it was 40 years of unfaithfulness. Mm. And when should, they, when should they hear his voice today? Today, you know, here again, don't delay. Today is a day of salvation. So God had become angry to all of those people who came out of Egypt who would not believe. 
and in anger he refused them in rest to the promised land. So disobedience of unbelief always forfeits the blessings of God. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, unbelief deprives us, uh, deprives any man of, um, of, of, of the right to the promises of God. So, so, no. What we're reading here is no unbeliever, no unbeliever will ever enter into the rest of God. Ever. That's it. There's one requirement: faith. Yeah. Right. Faith is the deal. Mm. They were not able. You know, we we've talked about this before. There's a difference between uh, may and able. Hmm. If I have a couple kids, I might name them May and Abel. Maybe. <laughs> May is permission. Abel is ability. You have no ability whatsoever to enter because of unbelief. So unbelief, if you have unbelief, guess what? You're not able. Hmm. You're not. It's not a That's permission good. issue. It's a. It's a statement. It is a fact. Faith is the requirement to not only go into Canaan. But faith is a requirement to enter into God's rest of eternal life. Hmm. You have to believe. You have to. And see, it's so crazy, but I, I've said this several times now, and, and I think I just want the point to get across to everybody, is what we see from this text, is, is, is he, as uh, the writer here is referencing what happened with Moses, is, is there was no excuse for Israel. None whatsoever. God's presence was with them, Phil. He was leading them and and providing for them every day. And Moses was giving them leadership. So they saw the demonstration of God every single day in their presence. And they just refused to follow his leadership. And, and so what happened? They knew God's will. They disobeyed him. They missed the blessings of God. And one by one, they died in the desert. Now, that, that doesn't mean that those who, who died in the wilderness or that all that died in the, in the wilderness were, were lost. I, I don't believe that. I don't believe that every one of them uh, were, were, were lost, eternally lost, because... It didn't uh, say that. Right, right. <laughs> I think some were spiritually saved, just like Moses, uh, but... The, but they did not enter into the rest of God because they refused to repent and trust Him for grace. Don't you think in today's times, everybody's wanting evidence? In order yeah. to believe, they they got to see something, they got to touch something. Uh, I was talking to a guy the other day, and we were just we were on a kind of a deep topic. You know, it was it was a creation issue, it was an age of the earth issue, and. Uh, one thing that science cannot do, and that is put God to the test. Science can't prove God. You know why? Can uh, Can Jimmy walk on water? No. Scientifically impossible. Hmm. Did Jesus walk on water? Yes. Hmm. Got an issue there. Can Jimmy raise himself from the dead? No. Well, Jesus did. We got a scientific problem hmm. there. Can uh, can you walk through a wall, Jimmy? No. Scientifically impossible. Right. Well, Jesus did. We got a problem there. That's right. <laughs> yeah, so, absolutely. But we act. You know, we live by faith every day. Why? Because I ate at Wendy's a while ago. Hmm. 
took there was some faith involved in that you know i i got in my car and drove to wendy's guess what there was some faith involved in that i could have got killed i could have ate a rat at wendy's and not know <laughs> you had faith that your car was going to start and get you there yeah so we all live by faith that's so right we need to take faith in the one that created this universe and and and, and let me say this the whole man and and what is so crazy to me and i mentioned it earlier that that what's crazy to me on on this side of it for us is is think about it and and i go back in my mind to 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 jesus and thomas when jesus uh was resurrected and what he said to thomas and, and you said that they are witnessing and we've talked about it they have witnessed the presence of god and god's hand in their life every single day they have witnessed it and they still did not believe in jesus uh resurrected come before him and, and, and Thomas had to see his hands and wanted to see because mm. he would not believe and uh, Jesus and I'm, I'm paraphrasing here he said but blessed are you Thomas for you have seen and believed but he said even more blessed are those who have not seen and still believed yeah. and so man look we want proof we want to see we want to see but seeing is not always uh, um, or how do I say that um, faith doesn't come by seeing faith come by hearing right yeah and i would say and just listen to what you said don't don't put god to the test i'll do this lord if you do this yeah i'll do this you that's no different than what the israelites were doing back then that's provoking Look, god. he has already showed himself to you through creation through through everything, he has shown himself to us, just like the Israelites. They had no excuse, neither do we. So now believe on the one who created all this. That's right. Amen. So that wraps up chapter three, uh, Jimmy. How can I summarize this? I think we've said it before. Unbelief will forfeit the the promise yeah so in order to uh to to have the promise of god of the promise of salvation you must believe in him and we just we have looked in detail of uh something that actually happened in the history uh with moses and the israelites and the writer has paralleled that event of entering god's rest with the rest of salvation by faith they either did or did not enter the promised land and also in our lives today you cannot enter god's rest you know when you rest that means you're not no longer working. You know, back in the old covenant, a little bit different than the new. Do this, God says, his law. Do this, I do this. Do this, I do this. This, the new covenant, is a covenant of grace. Resting in the grace of God. No more work. No more effort. Total fulfillment in Christ. A total fulfillment of, of everything that the old talked about was totally fulfilled in Christ. Now rest in him. How do you do that? You believe him. That's it. Believe him. The evidence that you believe, you follow. The following didn't make you a child. The, the, the following the shepherd is evidence that he's your daddy. That's right. And guess what? If you're walking in the mall, here's the great news. 
Jimmy's walking. What's your little boy's name? What's your young? You got too many kids. I don't know all their <laughs> name. What's your youngest boy's name? Nolan. Here's the great news. Jimmy's walking down in the down in the mall. Nolan's behind. He kind of slows up a little bit. Sees a game in a window he likes. And he wants it real bad. And Jimmy didn't know he stopped. Now, he belongs to Jimmy, right? Guess what? He's he's his son. Hmm. Though he is in a in a situation of uncertainty because he doesn't see his daddy, praise God that his daddy won't lose the son. Mm-hmm. So Jimmy turns around and goes back and gets his son. You see, he holds us. Once you're in that relationship, once you've been adopted into the family, guess what? The Bible says the Holy Spirit seals you. Now, I don't know how very many people that can break the seal of God. Matter of fact, I don't know of anyone, not even the devil. So you belong to him. Rest in that. You can't earn it anymore. You can't work to be a son. You can't, uh, there's nothing you can do except believe. That's, that's the requirement to be adopted in the family and to become a son. That's it in a nutshell. And so, um, and so God's got an offer. There's an offer of God, but 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 this offer of God with this offer of God is a limit, and that limit is uh, feel the the duration of our life. Uh, you know, we 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 don't know. Uh, none of us ever know when that limit's going to be reached or when the end of our life is going to mm. come. Uh, you know, we, we all talk about and make plans and speak real easy about tomorrow mm-hmm. and about next week and about next month and about at Christmas time or, or whatever. But really and truly, all we have, Phil, is today. All we have is this moment right mm-hmm. now, because even our next breath is a gift mm-hmm. from God. And so somebody said before, we should live each day as if it were a lifetime. And that's true. I believe that God's this offer that God has given to us. We It's got uh, to be um, responded to today. This offer of the gospel, this offer of salvation, it has to be responded to and by repentance and faith today. The trust in the disobedient or the trust in the obedience has is got to be given today because uh, we're not sure that there's going to be a tomorrow for us, right? Mm-hmm. And so we've got this offer. The best offer that you're ever going to get in your entire life, uh, you're, you've got right now from God, but it's only, I would say, and, and I don't want to get too too far over into left field when I say this, but, but it's the truth, and you know as well as I do, that today's the day of salvation. And so this offer uh, that's being extended for salvation um, with belief in Jesus, putting your faith in the, in the, in the life and the, in the work of Jesus Christ and, and his work and his shed blood at Calvary and his, his resurrection, that offer of salvation through the gospel um, has to be accepted right now. Mm-hmm. It has to be responded to right now or it's too late. I agree. I was, you were sitting there talking. If you've ever bought a car, man, what a what a process, you know. Nobody wants to go buy a car. You go, you, you sit at the salesman's desk, and uh, if you, you ever bought a new car, Jimmy? You got a lot of money. I'm sure you bought a bunch of <laughs> <laughs> I just take cash in and flop it down and say, I want that one. Yeah. Here's your offer. Huh? Yeah. No, I'm but uh, it, it's, a, it's kind of a back and forth deal. You know, he says, I'll do this. You know, you just go back and forth. But really, when you're when you're looking at a car, there is a time when that paper comes across 
that that's going to be the final deal. You don't know exactly when that is. So will you buy the car today? This is my final offer because there may not be another offer. That's right. I was dealing with a guy yesterday, Jimmy, and this guy had a very close encounter with death. Could have died yesterday, actually. He's in the hospital right now. And uh, and I talked to him and, and uh, had, had a great time. And when I left, this guy, who's a very... Uh, Men normally try to put up a wall, wouldn't you? I know I do. That's one of my struggles. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just tell you, I just pray for me. But anyway, uh, we're tough. We put up walls. We don't need anybody. And this guy, actually, during this course of what's going on in his life, he began to cry. And I didn't see it. I was told about it. And uh, it hit me yesterday afternoon. He has a reason to cry. If he took, because at this point, I don't know if this guy knows the Lord. As a matter of fact, I would say today he probably doesn't. Not only should he cry, he should be absolutely terrified. Yeah. He really should. Now, the fear that I have and the fear that you, that, that a lost person has, two different kinds of fear. I, I sit and I look at God. I'm like, oh, my goodness, what a holy God. What a holy, holy God. Mine is of an allness, of a respect. If you don't come to Christ by faith, you better be utterly terrified. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and I think uh, as we wrap this up, because I know we're going to get ready to go here in a second, but as we wrap this up to to, to kind of put the, the final stamp on what we've been talking about today and the rest of God, God is still appealing uh, to us uh, and to men today to enter his rest. And, and understand that that is more than just entering into the promised land. God's appeal is that right now through faith you enter the Sabbath rest, which is the very rest of God. And if you don't do that, if you don't come to God, come to Christ by faith, by repentance, then you will, you, Jimmy, what you said about rest just then, not only rest, you know, God created the world in six days and rested on the Sabbath. Like you said, it's a day of rest. In Christ is rest. And when you know who you are in the arms of him and resting in him, guess what? You will find the anxiety, the anxiety and the stress of life will diminish when you fully know what it means to rest. Yeah. When you know he's your daddy mm-hmm. and he loves you he will not let go of you yeah you're gonna go through some stuff it says you would matter of fact it says it's a good thing when you do this is evidence that you belong to him but you will go through it knowing that he is in control of all situations man one of my favorite verses in the world romans 8 28 hmm. you know romans 8 28 don't you know if you're called to his purpose everything that comes in your life he uses that's right and molds and uses for the good of those that love him 
Yeah. I like the rest in that. I like to know there's this trial that I'm going through. Guess what? There's a purpose for that. And if daddy's allowing it to come in my life to mold me or show me more who he is, let me just rest in that even though I don't understand yeah, this we're disease not, that I have. Well, yeah, and we're not going to always understand everything that comes into our life, and 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 you know, and and and, and don't want to oversimplify it. But the fact of what Phil is saying is that God gives us rest, and the rest comes in the fact that we have assurance and trust in who God, that God is who He says He is, and He has come into our life as Christians and as believers, and He has made changes within us. That's the that's the justification. And the sanctification, he continues to change us, preparing us for our final day of rest, which is uh, which will be our glorification with him in heaven. But but, you know, listen, if we can help you in any way, I just point you in the direction of our website, lifesongradio.com. But if we can help you in any way, send us a message there, send it, contact us, send us an email, do something. And we'd be more than happy to talk to you, walk with you, point you in the direction of if anything that you need. In summary, rest in His grace. All the work that's required to enter into the promised land has already been done. We're going to see this next week's study. When was it done? Before the world was ever created. No more work. Quit trying to work to please God. Quit trying to work to to enter into His promises. It's been done. Rest and joy and praise the Lord. Amen. You know? Father, we love you. Lord, I just thank you for today. I thank you for uh, who you are, God. I just thank you that you are such a powerful, uh, powerful, bigger than I have ever, than I can ever wrap my finite mind around, Lord. You hold us in your hands. You hold us and you keep us. And you've got wonderful plans uh, to work everything that happens in our lives out for the good. And so, Lord, or for your purposes. So, Lord, I just thank you that uh, you are uh, who you say you are. And uh, you have uh, provided us uh, with an opportunity to get close to you, an opportunity to talk to you, an opportunity to be intimate with you. And Lord, I just pray now that there are those that are listening with us that don't have a relationship, that don't know your son Jesus, that by faith uh, they will come today and they will place their uh, their trust and, and they will repent of their sins and they will come to you and, uh, and just rest in that. And so Lord, we love you. We thank you. We give you all honor, praise, and glory in the holy and beautiful and righteous name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Happy Mother's Day. I've done every devotional, been every place emotional, tried to hear a new word from God, and I think it's very odd that while I attempt to help myself, my Bible sits upon the shelf with every promise I could have in me. And the word was, the word is, the word will be. Does it fit across the shoulders? Will it fade when it gets older? We throw ideas that aren't in style in the Salvation Army pile and search for something more to meet our needs.